Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Career Focus. Today I sit down with Leslie Hunter, who's a certified professional resume writer, and she has a podcast called Ask the Hiring Manager, where she sits down with decision makers in the hiring process to talk about their company, their career background, and because they're hiring, what folks should bring to the table if they're lucky enough to interview with that company. Leslie and I talk about the various resume styles and how you can tailor your resume to be fitted to go against an applicant tracking system. And we close out our conversation where I talk about how you can get your resume started from scratch. So maybe you're someone that's looking for a new job or you've got a great job, but you just wanna update your resume for future use. This is gonna be a really important episode to listen to. Thanks for listening. As always, enjoy. Leslie, welcome to the show. Tell our listeners just a little bit about what's keeping you busy these days. Absolutely. A lot of things are keeping me busy. I have a resume writing and copywriting business with clients of all backgrounds. That's my professional baby. Otherwise, I have, I have like a million hobbies. I love working out, playing piano. I'm a big chess nerd, so chess nerds unite. <laughs> and you're a professionally trained pianist, right? I am. Yeah. Classically trained since four. Nice. Since four years old, did you perform at any point in time? I did. So in terms of training, that's been pretty much ongoing since I was four. My mom loves telling the story, but she, I mean, first discovered my, I guess, liking for piano when I was at my aunt's house and I would press each key one at a time versus like bang on the piano, like some kids do. So my mom said, or my aunt said, do you think we should put her in piano lessons? At the time I was three. So they said, let's wait a year. And so since that point at four, continuous lessons all through elementary school, middle school, high school. I performed a lot through what's called festivals. They're like piano festivals when I was in high school. And then if you did really well, you went to state level. So I would always rank pretty highly. And when I was 18, I was fortunate to qualify for something called the, the World Piano Competition, which I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm like competing with all these amazing people. So, and then I went to college on a piano performance scholarship before. Yeah. So music's been a big part of my life other than my professional endeavors. Nice. You don't meet a lot of professionally trained musicians and you and I have another connection. Someone that was on your podcast that I know we'll dive into a little bit later, but Jen Litwin from the forum, she's a professionally trained opera singer and you had her on the show. You both went back and forth a little bit about your performance journeys. So very cool. Yes. Jennifer is an amazing person, first of all, but Mm -hmm. Yes. as I'm, uh, I know you've heard her voice too, just like a fantastic voice. So yeah, it's always great connecting with other music <laughs> oriented people. For sure. So you have been uh, a certified professional resume writer for quite some time. Tell us just a little bit about what that means. Ultimately, what motivated you to become a CPRW? Absolutely. So in terms of CPRW, as I believe you mentioned, it stands for Certified Professional Resume Writer. So if someone's a writer, they don't have to be certified or have that a credential. Obviously, having that kind of puts you in another echelon. So I decided to go and test for that credential. And I call it the CPAs of resume writing. You literally sit through several hour long tests. I think it was like three hours. And it's not easy. So passed and got that credential in 2014, I believe. After college, everyone thinks, what am I going to do? And so, as mentioned, I went to school on a piano performance at Illinois Wesleyan University. It's a small liberal arts college in Bloomington, Illinois. I know you're from St. Louis also. It's, we're, we're both from St. Louis. So Bloomington, as you may know, is two and a half hours from there. 
I came in with a music major about halfway through. I thought, oh gosh, I love music, but do I want to do this for the rest of my life? It's difficult unless you're teaching or to become like a recognized performer in classical music. So I decided halfway through to switch majors. I ended up uh, graduating with an economics degree. So I had that creative aspect from the music and performance aspect, but then the the business from uh, economics. And I mm-hmm. thought, what am I going to do? Worked in a completely different industry in Chicago for a few years, insurance. Then I had the opportunity to move to LA and thought, okay, it's great in LA. A lot of people try to become the next big star, but I, I don't like to sit around and wait for callbacks. So I thought, what am I going to do for a living? I always loved writing other than piano. Writing was a skill I, I really enjoyed. So I looked for writing opportunities online, stumbled upon a resume writing posting, never thought about it before, but applied past their guidelines. And I got hired to work as a contract writer for this resume writing company. I did that good experience in terms of getting my feet wet. I didn't like some of the way they just churned in and out, dealt with clients in like a kind of like a factory type basis. I wanted more of that personal connection with my clients. And so that's why I decided to launch my LLC and resume makeover. And what are the types of folks you connect with to provide that type of service to? I connect with honestly all levels, the college students, like entry level. I really enjoy working with that group because they're like fresh to the world. They really Mm -hmm. need a little more guidance, which I don't mind providing like a blank canvas. So you have to be creative and pull out certain strengths. And then moving on up to mid-level career, up to management and uh, of course, like the C-suite, which have tons of experience. And it's a very interesting also working with that group. You usually have to whittle down and, and um, figure out what's like most relevant uh, in their roles. Some of these C-suite are also applying for, for board levels too. So I hit all levels, really all industries. So I really appreciate the variety. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of variety, there's so many different types of resumes and a lot of us are, are trained initially in a particular type. What are the few types of resumes and how do they look different and where do they apply? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are traditional formal resumes and creative resumes. I think those are the two main categories. Traditional or formal resumes are used by applicants typically when they apply to corporate jobs. So formal resumes tell employers why you should be hired. In appearance, these resumes will generally be black and white, or if they have color, they'll be very corporate-like colors for the headers, such as navy blue, dark gray, for example. Formal resumes will also be like in a more grid-like layout, very linear, more simple. There are also no photos on corporate resumes as well. Creative resumes, on the other hand, are used by applicants applying to more creative jobs. Uh, There are many types, graphic designer, copywriter, fashion designer, actor, for example. Um, These typically show why the applicant will be a great employee. These type of resumes still incorporate job tasks and accomplishments, but they show off more who the applicant is holistically. So it's okay to show more personality, to have more color on creative resumes, interesting fonts, even mention likes and hobbies. And it is okay in some instances of creative resumes to include photos as well, typically more for like acting or modeling where you need to see what the applicant looks like. So you would say that a corporate resume primarily shows the professional side, right? It's mostly either black, white, or maybe there's some gray or some navy blue. But generally speaking, it's a lot more buttoned up. It's a professional representation of someone's career and and life. Creative, like you said, showcases professional accomplishments or professional experience, but it shows more about the personality and how that person fits into a team environment. Yep. 
you hit it. You hit it on the head. <laughs> nice. Some of the people that I've connected with in, in coaching are creatives, but they're in a corporate environment. So if they're in marketing, for example, they might be a graphic designer or they might be a creative marketing specialist of some sort where they're creating graphics, they're creating banners, they're doing social media. Is there a use case that you feel is best for someone that kind of is right on top of the fence of creative and professional? Is there a happy medium that you feel folks like that should use when developing their resume? Yeah. And that's, again, great question. And as you mentioned, those type of individuals, which are more on the fence or what I call like a hybrid situation, can approach it with a hybrid approach. So in that case, maybe a blend of creative and formal, maybe having a pop of color, even like I know some of the creative resumes incorporate more shapes and things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, a little bit more, it's okay, it's okay to do so. Maybe not mention as much like hobbies or quirks, but having a little bit more color, showing that creativity, because as you mentioned, it's still a creative role, but within a corporate setting. So it's okay having a little more flair on the resume, a few okay. more colors, things like that, but not going overboard. So still showing why you are the person that the firm wants to hire, but showing that you're creative and having that resume with maybe pop of color, some imagery mm -hmm. that stands out. Mm -hmm. And if I'm someone that has a resume, that's great. But where do they actually need it? Is it in person? Is it digital? Is it both? Nowadays, it is imperative to have a digital resume. Obviously, we live in a digital world. Essentially, everything's online. And there are fewer and fewer companies that solely rely on receiving resumes in person. So by having a digital resume, potential employers can view an applicant's credentials or examples from anywhere in the world, anytime. And 24-7 accessibility increases the chance of that applicant being noticed by employers. However, even though we're in the digital age and online resumes are crucial to have, I still highly recommend a job applicant to bring two copies of a print version of his or her resume mm -hmm. to an in-person interview. This shows the hiring manager that you're prepared. And even though they likely have already seen your uh, resume before, it gives them a tangible copy to hold in their hands to review. So both. Digital and print can be useful depending on the situation, but digital is a must-have nowadays, of mm -hmm. course, if you want to, if an applicant wants to be competitive in the job market. Yeah. And I think a majority of industries now, having a digital resume is imperative, but I also believe that if there is in-person, or even if you go to lunch with somebody in an informational meeting, sometimes it's okay to have a resume by your side, like you said, because I think it shows even if someone never looks at it, if you're able to give them something like that, it shows a level of preparation. It shows a level yep. of professionalism. And I think as they're walking back to their office post-interview, they're going to probably look at your name one more time. There's no way to really prove that's going to help you get a job. But I do think that there's some conscious elements to having it available if and when you are interviewing in person. I totally agree. As you mentioned, it is. It's that like intuitive, subconscious effect that it does have. And if I know it's not necessarily the professional example, but if we were to meet in person, you were to give me something physical, I would mm -hmm. likely remember you more, just me specifically. Mm -hmm. And you're right, in the case of an interview or an informational session, as you mentioned, which I'm glad you did upon that, that's super important nowadays. It does, as you mentioned, show that preparation, shows you put in the thought and effort, and then they're walking away with something physical, mm -hmm. which I think is just that tangible reminder of the person. Mm -hmm. So on previous episodes, I've talked a little bit about applying to jobs effectively and a little bit about resume writing. But one thing that I haven't dove too deep into thus far is an applicant tracking system or an ATS. 
Can you tell the audience out there a little bit about what an ATS actually is and the connection between your resume and that tool, the ATS? Absolutely. So the ATS stands for the Applicant Tracking System. It's a computer software that's designed to scan resumes for certain keywords and weed out the ones that don't match the job description. It's also super important because it's estimated that the ATS rejects 75% of total applicant resumes. So it's very important to apply and maximize the right keywords on an applicant's resume. And that's such an important topic today. And with that said, it's super important to have different variations of the same resume when applying to, to jobs for that reason to target and hit keywords. What do you mean when you say that um, someone should have multiple variations of a resume? Let's say that someone is applying for a marketing coordinator role with different companies. They'll have similar job tasks, I'm sure, but there'll be different job postings, different keywords. So maybe one of the job postings mentions the word relationship management more. It may show up a lot in a particular job posting. So when applying to that specific job, the applicant should adjust their resume to incorporate relationship management in the skills section if they haven't already, or slightly manipulate some of the bullet points on the resume to emphasize relationship management activities that he or she has done. So for, let's say, these marketing coordinator roles or whatever the role the applicant is applying uh, to, even though the role is probably going to be similar across the different firms they're applying to, really tweaking and having these variations to target each job posting. That's super important, making these slight modifications and having different variations of your resume that effectively target job postings will optimize keywords, thereby increasing the chances of that applicant successfully passing through the ATS and getting them their dream job. One tip that I like to give folks about resume writing, whether you're starting from scratch or maybe you have a variation that exists already, but you're looking to tweak it, is look at the job description and like you said, see what keywords are most consistent. If you're writing your resume from scratch, I know that there's a lot of people in my network that recently got laid off. And let's say you haven't updated your resume in a couple of years. Before you get started in writing out your resume and all of your experience or all of your accomplishments, Sometimes it's good to look at job descriptions that are out there already without having your resume completed because that helps you get your wheels spinning a little bit about how your experience relates to what the industry is asking for with new hires. And that way, when you are starting from scratch and you're putting pen to paper, or you're typing it out for the first time, you're not, it's not at least the first time you've thought about it. That's a tip that I like to give folks when they're drafting their resume. Sometimes it's good to do it mentally a little bit first by looking at job descriptions and then yes. actually start writing. That is a great tip and great advice. And I, I, I back and support what you say there. It'll also trigger that person to think, oh, okay, I should probably include this as a skill or under skill mm -hmm. section of social media management or mm -hmm. relationship management, or it's a sales job, like making sure to give those examples of how that person increased sales. So that does really trigger the person's memory and gives that guidance instead of just mm -hmm. having a, a blank sheet and no direction of where to go. Mm -hmm. And your resume, I guess I would define it as a way of listing out your accomplishments and your experience, but in written form, it's a form of your brand, your professional brand. And there's other variations to that. The resume sometimes is the most important one when you're applying to jobs, but whether you're networking, you're getting connected to new folks, you're learning from other people, you're part of professional groups, your resume is not usually going to be the most relevant 
form of your brand to share. So if your resume is not necessarily the most relevant form of your personal brand, what are some other versions that you recommend folks creating for themselves? Yes, I appreciate that question. Also, the fact that you bring up that there are other forms of personal branding. So all the resumes are important. As you mentioned, there are other elements that complement and complete a person's branding. LinkedIn is super important nowadays. Uh, once a person applies for a job, 80% of employers will Google the applicant. And that includes also searching their LinkedIn pages. So it's important to have your LinkedIn up to date, consistent with what your resume says. Also, although Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, are not necessarily job related outlets, I always remind clients, especially my younger clients, to make sure that things are clean and appropriate on social media profiles. So your future employer, in addition to scoping out your LinkedIn, will likely look at social media profiles as a whole. And so try to remove or honestly, try not even to post in the first place. <laughs> Any potentially like compromising photos, videos, anything that come back to haunt you and at the mm -hmm. very least prevent you from getting an interview. So good word of advice. Keep it PG. Going back to the other branding, personal branding pitches and UVPs that stands for unique value proposition, very similar to a pitch, are great ways for an applicant to market themselves. And not just an applicant, they can be useful for uh, anyone that's looking for a goal or initiative to market themselves pitches, communicate the person's value, add, provide a call to action. These statements are very useful, as I mentioned, for job seekers as well as entrepreneurs. And then overall, just social media, utilizing that to your advantage, really. We have the opportunity to control our own image and how we're perceived. So when applying mm -hmm. for a job, that's like equally and super important to be perceived the way you want to be perceived. Definitely. I think what's unique about the working world now is that there's an emphasis and importance in folks showing up as themselves. So obviously you have to be professional. You have to have certain levels of skills to be valuable as an employee, but also you want to show a little bit of personality. You want folks to get a sense of who you are as an individual, in addition to who you are as a professional. You mentioned before that social media, it's important to keep clean. And I completely agree with you. At the same time, though, it's okay to show personality. You don't want to cross that line, right? But, but it's okay to tiptoe it and get there if it's part of who you are. If you like to do certain things that are a little bit less professional than the next person, that's okay. But as long as you're not flaunting alcohol, you're not showing drugs, you're not necessarily using a bunch of profanity, but you're showing personality, it's a good way for folks to asynchronously get a sense of who you are as an individual in addition to just the professional. Absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And that goes along with like, also the authenticity is so important. I think just in general, whether someone's applying for a job or just whatever they're doing, I think that just resonates when you're your authentic self as well. And showing mm -hmm. those aspects of who you are, it can be attractive because people want to know what, what's behind the right, exterior. Right. I think that helps connection. And that's important, not only in in a job uh, situation, but just in life. We, we're all human beings. We love to connect. So I think that's a great point that you mentioned about showing your personality and just showing your authentic self. For sure. I like to ask every guest a fun question toward the end of the conversation. You've been in multiple chapters of your life. You've lived in different places. You've had different career journeys. You've had skills that you've built over time. If you were to think back to your 20-year-old self, what is something that 20-year-old you would love to know about present day you? Who said I'm not 20 now? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I had to. I had to. In oh, honesty, that's that. That's a tough one. That's a great question. There, there's a lot that 20 year old Leslie would love to know about present day 
Leslie. I think one of those things that younger Leslie would like to know is where I would be presently in my life, professionally and personally, how I grew. My personal life, as you hit on, I've been blessed to a lot. I've traveled to 11 countries. I, I speak a few languages. I speak three, learning a fourth, one pageant title. And I married a spouse who's supportive of my dreams and ambition. Super important. Professionally, 20-year-old Leslie would probably be curious to know what I'm up to as well, in which I would tell her I've been fortunate to start and grow my copywriting and resume writing business, had that going for going on eight years now. I've been able to help thousands, honestly, in their marketing and career-related goals, whether that's the business who needs to deliver more compelling content to attract more clients, an executive who needs a top-notch bio to get to their next board seat, or a job seeker who needs to put some pizzazz on their resume or LinkedIn to mm -hmm. land their dream job. So I feel blessed to have helped many in their goals. Also fortunate to have been asked to speak to universities and nonprofits on resume and career topics, as well as featured on shows and cool podcasts such as this one right here, mm -hmm. such as yours. So I think younger Leslie would be pretty proud of still young, but some more experienced Leslie. I love that. That's great. Yes, absolutely. And are there any cool projects that you're working on these days too? Yes. I recently launched a interview series that I call Ask the Hiring Manager. And as indicated by the title, I interview hiring managers across different sectors, industries, company sizes as well. And my goal was threefold, not only to get to know the hiring manager and their very interesting and unique career background, also to, to find out more about the company for which they work. And also I talk with all the hiring managers about what they look for in an applicant, maybe some questions they may ask in the interview process, what they look for in a resume as well. So this information is all super valuable to job seekers so that they can get to know what are these people out here looking for? I'm applying the job. So hearing it directly from the source, I feel is very valuable to that audience. So I really enjoy that. I've had a few episodes so far and I launched that uh, as of now on, on my business uh, YouTube page for Resume Makeover and, and all my social media. So I'm loving it. So as far as social media handles, or if anyone is interested in just following your journey, or if they need their own resume makeover, what are good ways for folks to, to connect with you? Yeah, I feel like I'm everywhere. Um, but the best places to find me are on LinkedIn. You can search Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, Hunter. My personal Instagram is the at and then Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, on the town, the number one. Check out my website, resumemakeover.com. Or you can email me at Leslie at resumemakeover.com. I Totally love to connect with all of you listeners. And yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you have so much going on for you. And I think there's so many ways that folks can learn from you indirectly through your show, for example, or your website. And you are constantly networking and getting to know different people. So there's a lot that folks could learn from you. So of course, just like all my episodes, I'll include your information in the bio. But Leslie, I know you're so busy and especially right now, it's getting close to the holiday season. So you've got travels and some fun things ahead. So I want to thank you for taking time to just chat with me about such an important topic for job seekers and just wish you well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Stan, for having me. I've, I've, I've had fun. I really have. So thank you again.